Hey there, and welcome to the Church Planner's Guide to the Galaxy. This podcast is a production of Reach. Reach helps churches reach more people through friend-to-friend referrals on Facebook. Every month, hundreds of church planners rely on Reach to get the word out about their church while supporting kingdom-building causes at the same time. To learn more about Reach, head to causely.com forward slash reach. That's causely.com forward slash reach, or just search for us on Facebook. Thanks for listening today. I'm Jeff Presley. And I'm Drew Bro. In today's episode, we'll talk to Mike Bro, teaching pastor at Real Life Church, Christ Church of the Valley, and Eastside Christian, all located in Southern California. Mike has over 30 years of experience planning churches, communicating for stage, and leading teams, and he also happens to be my dad. Today, Mike will share some of the insights he's learned about planting and leading churches, what he'd wish he'd known before planting, and the trends he now sees. So we're happy to welcome Mike Bro to the podcast today. Um, Mike is an awesome speaker, preacher, um, pastor, leader, church planner, um, and also happens to be my dad. So really, really excited to talk. Um, so at first, I, we're going to talk a lot about, about church planning. Um, but first, I just wanted to ask you to kind of tell everybody what you're doing now and um, you know where you're at and where you're traveling and, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't tell you we were moving. Man, sorry, Drew. Oh, what? Uh, what? I thought, we're, actually, I thought uh, we were eating dinner together tonight. You, you just stopped us. He missed uh, you guys. Just, he missed you at Christmas when you didn't show up. He was like, "Where's Dad?" Uh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just moved to Southern. I, I just, I mean, just this week, we we're just unpacking boxes, and uh, I've been, I've been living in Lexington, Kentucky. That's uh, where I was born and raised, and had a. Uh, was preached at a church there, led a church there called Southland, and um, then they invited me back to, to teach there. So I taught there, but I also taught at the Chicago area at Willow Creek Community Church and at uh, Heartland Community Church for the past 12 years or so. And uh, so we just we just moved to Southern California, and um, I'm teaching at four different churches out here. I've got really, really unique uh, job description. It's just the way God wired me up, and I just feel blessed to get to do this in my life, but uh, I'm teaching at four different churches in, in Southern California. I teach at a real life church in Valencia, California, and then uh, down at Eastside Church in Anaheim, and another church called Christ Church of the Valley in San Dimas. And uh, those are all like multi-site uh, type, type uh, churches, uh, really dynamic places that are doing some cool stuff for God. And I feel really honored to be a part of that. And then our kids started a church uh, out in uh, Ventura, and it's called Mission Church, and I teach there. In fact, I'm teaching there this weekend. I teach there four or five times a year, and then do some video teaching for them as well, and kind of sit in on staff stuff. So I just uh, love love getting to do what I get to do. So, And when you say your, your kids started a church, it sounds like Drew wasn't invited to be a part of that either. <laughs> he, he wasn't. He wasn't. We just kind of... Uh. Steve Drew, we're sorry about yeah, that. Man. I'm the I'm the black sheep of the family, the, the only one not in ministry. So I just no, do podcasts true. in tiny offices. So well, that's not true, man. It's all in ministry, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, well, cool. Yeah. So um, I know we've obviously, you know, we're related. So I know <laughs> a ton about um, what you're doing now. But um, would you mind telling a little bit more about? Um, so Jody is my sister. Obviously, you're your daughter, and they started a church in Ventura. Um, do, you, do you mind just to tell them a little bit about mission and, um, and you know, where they're meeting and, you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, well, Mission Church started about four years ago now, and um, 
there were six six people on a, on a team at the church that I taught at in Rockford, Illinois, Hartley Community Church, and uh, two of those were my son-in-law and daughter. And uh, Mike Hickerson is the lead pastor. He's my son-in-law, and and uh, then Jim Sheldon, his wife Donnell, and T.D. Oaks and his wife Jen uh, joined Mike and Jody on this church planting dream. And um, they felt led to Southern California. We had some uh, kind of providential relationships out this way that said, man, come out here and start a church. It's a big need in Ventura. Uh, so they felt led to do that and planted the church. And man, it's just going great. It's, it's so fun. I mean, people from every conceivable walk of life are showing up and finding hope. It's just such a cool place. They meet in a, uh, in a movie theater. Uh, a lot of church planters do that. Um, but they, they're meeting uh, this old Century 16 uh, movie theater, and they have a long-term lease on that. The, the uh, theater moved about a mile away to a new development, and so they're, they're subleasing that, uh, that facility. And so they don't have to set up and tear down anymore. They're just, uh, they just show up every week, and that's their that's their site. So it's it's going so great, man. I mean, it's I don't have any how many people they've baptized in the ocean over the past three years, but it's been really, really cool. I know a lot of people at that church. And of course I get to teach there, like I said, I teach there this weekend and just another stories. People have been, you know, so, uh, so far from God, so far from community, so far from any kind of purpose in their life. Uh, now just see them come fully alive. It just, it's just, uh, it's just a real thrill to be a part of it. And Mike, you've been a part of a number of church plants yourself, and of course, our listeners, we've got a lot of church planners or people who are at a very young church. So if you don't mind, and you can just throw out some bullet points, we don't have to have the full story on all of them, but tell us about some of the church plants that you've been a part of, and of course, that's one of the reasons we've asked you to come on and be a part of the podcast today. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a part of I'm a part of this, this one right now um, uh, in, in Ventura, but uh, we, we planted a church um, back in the early 90s in, in Vegas, and that was, I mean, I look back at my life, and that's just been the thrill of my life to be involved in something like that. And I've never planted a church before in my life. I've been a part of really young churches that maybe were two or three years old, so it felt like a church plant when I went into those places. Sure. Um, but this one was just like, move out here, um, start something on the northwest side of Vegas. And so we did. And... Uh, God just really did some cool things inside of me. Taught me a lot about His grace, which was, which was pretty amazing. See what I did there? Amazing grace. I didn't mean to do that, but I did. Yeah. Uh, but it really was. It was amazing what it did to me because I, I kind of grew up in the Bible Belt, you know, and uh, it was such a culture shock for me to go to Vegas. But it always felt like, you know, I'd always dreamed of, of being in a place where people really, really, you know, were searching for something more in life. Yeah, and not that not that they put the Bible though, because I believe they really they really were even more so when I went back. I felt like, oh man, this is a this is a bigger challenge than Vegas was. But when we went to Vegas, um, uh, there was a meet another guy named Kevin Oder um, and his wife Ginger and my wife Debbie, and we uh, we started this church together, Central Christian Church in Vegas, helped us get a launching pad for it. Uh, the church was called Canyon Ridge. And now the church is doing amazing things, and it's it's planted two or three other churches, and so fun for me to go back to Vegas and and see what God has has done through the years. But uh, we we started this church, man. So it's, those that are church planters know it's just scary. Mm-hmm. You're about you know one week away from extinction every week, you know. And it's just it's, it's 
is this thing really going to make it? And it felt like that a lot. But man, you just step out on faith and you pray a lot. I mean, we did a lot of things wrong, but one of the things we did well, I think we prayed well. Sure. We just prayed all the time. Yeah. And uh, and God kind of, you know, he filled in the gaps of our uh, of our inexperience and and just doing things on the fly. And you know, we 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 would let enthusiasm get out ahead of the Holy Spirit, and that was always a mistake. You know, we said, oh, let's start this and. Mm-hmm. God's going, you shouldn't have started that. You should have asked me first before you started that. You know, we did a lot of that. But in spite of all of it, God grew it and God did some really cool things. But it was, uh, it was really a super adventure. We, you know, being, being in Vegas too, you know, they, you know, everybody calls it Sin City and we just refuse to call it Sin City. We sure. call it the City of Grace because, you know, the Bible says we're, we're sin abounds. Grace abounds that much more. And so, so, so many people found the grace of God. I would pray every week, God, just people show up and get ambushed by your grace. And it's so neat to see that literally thousands of people now um, have, have been touched by God's grace in that, in that city because of that church plant. Yeah, that's awesome. And obviously, you know, I, I grew up part of my childhood in Vegas, so I, I know a little right. bit of, of these of these stories. And I loved growing up in Vegas, but um, would you mind just sharing a little bit? Obviously, there's got to be some funny stories Um about about doing a church plant in Vegas, any of those you can share? Oh man, you know, I, I remember when we first, you know, we moved from Kentucky to Vegas. It was like the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, <laughs> showing up, and you know, you, you know, and also, you know, as a church planter, you're thinking, what's a church plant going to look like in Vegas? You know, we're going to have like, uh, you know, tithe machines in the lobby. You know, three Moses in a row, you hit the jackpot, or you know, we're going to have like that. Gonna have like a, you know one drink minimum on communion. I, you know, it was just yeah. kind of weird. It was just a weird thing. A huge, a huge there. buffet in the front lobby for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly right, man. But it, it was just, you know, it was just, uh, it was just unique. But what I found, because I've, I've been all over the place now, and uh, um, people are people, and and people have the same kind of needs, and people have this. I mean, they're different cultures, and there are different dynamics in those cultures. But basically, people are people. With, with a deep need for God. They just don't know it. Um, and so I, mean, I got so many Vegas stories. There's just so, so many. One, one of them, I can think, I'll, hopefully I won't, I won't take too much time telling this one, but I was, I was playing basketball at the YMCA. That's where our church started. We started at the Las Vegas YMCA, which was awesome. We had this huge Olympic sized baptistry and we had racquetball courts that we used for kids' classrooms. And it was, it was crazy. It was really fun. So during the week, I was playing basketball there at, at uh, at the YMCA, and this guy pulls me aside and goes, "Hey, man, hey, can we talk for a second? So sure. He goes, uh, "My name's Jeff," and he goes, "I, I, uh, I I've been, uh, I've been coming to your church that meets on the other side of this curtain." I said, "Oh, cool, man." He goes, "Yeah, I just kind of sit in the back." He goes, "I, I uh, told me about this, man. I got, a, I got a huge gambling problem. I can't stop. He's got a little drinking problem too, and it's just compounding things. I'm lying to my wife and." I'm exhausted trying to live two different lives. In fact, he said, he's, I'm, I want to preface this, but tell you, I'm a really smart guy. Like, like I, I got a degree in physics. I own my own business. I was, I was a small college All-American quarterback. Because I'm one of those guys that you look at my life, you go, man, that guy's got it all together because internally, man, I'm falling apart. And because I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop this. And he goes, and I come to your church and I sit there in the back and I, and I just wonder, man, could, could God help me? So make a long story short, you know, we started meeting together and he surrendered his life to Christ and God just turned this guy's life around. He's just one of the most dynamic guys I know. I mean, just mm-hmm. 180 with his life. Well, one one day 
I'm a, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at home in Vegas and this lady calls me at home. I don't know how she got my phone number to this day. And she goes, Hey, is this Mike bro? I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, uh, you have a church in Vegas, right? I said, yes, ma'am, we do. She goes, well, my son is 21 years old. He's a big football player. He's got a drinking problem, a gambling problem. We think he's heading to Vegas. Could you keep an eye out for him? And I thought, what? Keep an eye out for 36 million people come to Vegas every year. I mean, how are we going to, how are we going to find your kid? You know? Well, you know, most people know, I mean, if you're, if you're doing a church plan or you, you, you know that 36 million is nothing for God. God just, he pursues each one of us like we're his only child. And, and so about an hour later, I get a phone call from the same lady who said, he's in Vegas. They found him passed out in this parking lot. He's drunk and this hotel manager put him up for the night and here's where he's at. Could you do something? I thought, yes, man, we can. I hung up the phone, but what are we going to do? So I call up Jeff. The guy at the YMCA that you know gave his life to Christ said, "Hey Jeff, man, I got a guy for you." And so Jeff goes down at 5:30 in the morning on Sunday morning because he was on the setup crew. Everything we you know took to do to church came out of the back of a rider truck, and Jeff was kind of one of the captains of the setup crew. So he goes down to this little hotel behind the strip at 5:30 in the morning, knocks on the door. This huge guy named Gary, 21 year old guy, staggers to the door. He's hungover. He's just glazed. You know, he's got vomit on his shirt and. He goes, yeah. Jeff goes, hey, man, I'm here from Canyon Ridge Church. I know all about you. Your mom called. You got a drinking problem. You got a gambling problem. You play football. I used to have a drinking problem, gambling problem. I used to play football. Come on, man. Take a shower and go to church with me. <laughs> and Gary kind of goes, excuse me? He goes, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm here so early, but we're on a setup team. And everything we take, you know, do church comes off the back of a truck. Man, you're huge. You could help. <laughs> and Gary goes, all right. He takes a shower. He gets in the car with Jeff. This complete stranger in Vegas drives out to the high school we're meeting at now, stands in the back of the rider truck and passes out chairs to guys he'd never met before, ends up sitting in one of those chairs, and that day actually uh, gave his life to Christ. So, wow. And then just, just to see what Gary has done in his life and the way he's touched other people's lives, just, I mean, it's just, there is story after story after story like that uh, in that church plant in Vegas. And, in fact, uh, if, if there are church planners that are going to be listening to this, they will they will know that the day that they if they ever do you know find a like a permanent building to to meet in, uh, there's going to be a team of people that are going to really miss it. Hmm. They're going to miss the, the the camaraderie they had standing in the back of a truck and you know setting up cribs and rolling out carpets and setting up lights and sound and staging and uh, even though it's hard. There's just something that happens with that team. There's just a camaraderie that happens, unexpected conversations that happen. And in fact, when we when we finally did get in the building, one of the things I heard from most of the guys were, you know, we just miss hanging out together. We got to figure out another ministry to do together. So so that's just one that's just one of many stories I could tell you about Vegas. Sorry I rambled on a bit there. But, uh, no, that's no, a, awesome. that's a great story. We've got quite a few partner churches that are in Vegas, young churches, church planners. They will awesome. definitely resonate and love that story and probably know a lot of the other stories that we didn't have time for you to tell. But um, you've alluded to this a little bit earlier about things you wish you had known when you were starting. So if you took what you know now, what do you wish you would have known? And and not just for Vegas, but any church plant, because you've been around a lot of them, the one there in Ventura currently, just some bullet points of things that you would encourage young church pastors, church planners that are doing this just some of the knowledge you have now, what what do you wish you would have known then? Maybe just some quick hitting things that, that you would share with them who are listening. Yeah, just uh, right right off the top of my head, I've, 
first the first thing was uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell this with a, with a little bit of a story um our, our team and first first of all i'll say put it put together a team don't do this by yourself make sure you got a team of people it doesn't have to be paid staff you can have unpaid staff just people that are saying you know what man i want to be a part of this team i want to want to make a difference so so you get a team together and i, I told our team said you know once, once a month we're all just going to take a day whenever you can fit it in your schedule. Just take a day of prayer and fasting because we're one of the things we're going to do well. Like I said before, we're going to pray well. We're going to seek God and just, and just uh, you know ask Him for wisdom. And I had a particular day where I went out to Red Rock Canyon, which is outside of Vegas, and I hiked the top of the of the mountains out there and sat up there by myself. Except there's like a mountain goat and a hawk, and they're just <laughs> really cool. And you can, I can see the strip in in the distance, so it's really a cool spot to kind of pray and fast and even took a nap there in God's presence, kind of cool day. But uh, we were growing fast and trying to figure out all the strategy. What do we do next? What are some next steps we got to put together? What about facilities? What about land? All that kind of stuff. It's, I was just going like crazy with all that kind of stuff. And I just felt like God spoke to my spirit when I was up there on, on top of that mountain. I go, I don't want to paint it like a Moses on Mount Sinai or anything like that. But I, but I came down off of Red Rock and I, I came to a, to a, team meeting with our, with our crew the next day. And they said, Hey man, when you were up on the mountain, what'd you hear from God? And I was going to laugh. And I said, well, to be honest, I did hear something from God. <laughs> they said, really? So yeah, he spoke to my spirit really, really clearly. You know what he said to me? He goes, bro, it's about people, stupid. <laughs> I went, yeah, you're right. And I just told our team, listen, we, we can't get all caught up in, you know, budgets and and strategies and all this stuff that we're all stressing out about let's don't forget man it's about people so i would tell every church planner out there man focus on people people's lives just love those people uh encourage those people challenge those people have coffee with lots of people don't get all caught up in trying to build a great church just build great people and see what god does with that church um i, I look back and that's that's probably one of the mistakes that uh, that God kind of kept us from making early on. Because uh, I would have gone there. I would have gone into all that strategy stuff and tried to build this great church. And, you know, you know, you know it's human nature. Sometimes sure. we just want to be successful in what we do. And and uh, God just redirected my heart on it. It's still about people. You came out here for people. And so I would, I would encourage every church planner to really focus on on the people in that, in, that's, that's your reaching. And, and there, there's lots of different ways to reach those people. But never forget, it's it's about the people. Yeah. One of the cool things about being a part of Mission Church here in California is that that they've really focused on on the people, and it's it's neat to see what God has done. Just just uh, they they started their church, and this is one of the things I wish we had done more of when we started the church in Vegas. They started the church going, man, we're we're going to move in here, and we're going to make a difference in this community, and we're going to be this we're we're going to be this group of people that's making a difference in our city. And then when people ask us, who are you guys? Oh, we're, we're Mission Church, and uh, we're we're just about ready to have a place to meet in. We'd love for you to come join us. They made a, they had a presence in the community before they ever had a place to meet, which yeah. I think is a pretty cool, pretty, pretty cool approach to be known for. You know, we're, we're here to make a difference in this community and help the people of this community. So I would encourage every church planner to, to think that direction about yeah. people. And that's one of the things that, that we see every day, you know, talking to church planners, um, I think this kind of speaks to the the new generation of planters. It, it's in really good hands. Um, you know, the people we talk to are just 
just like you explained, is super, you know, they, they're, they're moving their families to these places they've never <laughs> seen before in a lot of cases, um, you know, moving away from their, their own families um, to, to reach new people. Um, and obviously that's really cool for us to kind of, kind of what keeps us going every day, you know, um, talking to right. people and doing what we're doing. So, um, oh, man, I, was, I love, I love church planners. I love the pioneering spirit. I love the risk taking, uh, the entrepreneurial type of, you know, gifts that people use. Um, man, I just, I cheer them on every day. I pray for church planners just about every day. I'd say every day, but yeah. I wouldn't be accurate, but a lot. I pray for yeah. church planners just in general because I know I know what it feels like. I remember we moved our family across country uh, to Vegas. You know, it was a we left we left uh, you know aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents and all that security to a place we'd never really been before. And I remember you Drew, uh, you were just a little bitty guy, but we were talking about you know moving to Vegas and all this kind of stuff. I remember one time you said because you heard us talk about how people had lost their way and they find their way back to God. And, you just said, I think you're maybe in second grade, maybe, yeah, first grade, second grade, something like that. You said, you know what? I think we ought to move to Las Vegas. You said, Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, you is that not what it is? I've had lots of people call it that, too. So they've lost a lot of stuff in Vegas. But yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the passion behind it, you know. Man, it's, it's worth it. We're only here for a while. God yeah. says, go, let's go. Let's see what we can do. But I think, and this may encourage some church planners too, they're, they're listening to have young families. Like just from my, my perspective as a kid growing up in a family of church planners, like it was a blast for me, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. You know, I, I feel like a lot of times it, it feels like a burden, like, hey, I'm moving my family, but um, it really is a cool way to, to grow up and, you know, see new things and see, see things done the right way. So, um, you know, hopefully that will encourage somebody listening to so. Yeah, and I would just encourage anybody that's, that maybe is a church planter and you do have kids, you know, make sure that you don't get so consumed in the church plant and trying to build something great that you, that you neglect your primary responsibility, which is to love your wife the way Christ loved the church and love your kids and bring them up and spend time with them. And, I mean, Drew, you, you could attest to the fact that, you know, we were just really intentional about family time because we were in a place yeah. we didn't know anybody. You know, we really didn't have any friends out there. So every, every day I'd, I'd, I'd get done around three o'clock in the afternoon. I'd come home when the kids got out of school, we just go to the park like every day. I'm not exaggerating, am I? Like every <laughs> no. day we went to the park and, and threw football, shot basketball and played all kinds of games and stuff. And yeah. uh, just being, I don't think you guys went to school on Monday because I was off on Mondays. I just sign you out every week. Yeah. They'll like, tell the authorities. <laughs> what if their teachers are listening, Mike? Unbelievable. You just right. gave your secret away. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I just want to—I just wanted to add that you know because I, I know there is a there there is that you know, mindset that can get so consumed in the church plant that you forget. Man, I, I'm we're still doing this together as a family, so just really yeah. cherish the people in your life and make sure they're a top priority. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's that's obviously you know huge and something I think a lot of church planters will will take out of this. Um, and obviously, I'm super grateful for <laughs> for the way that that worked out in our family. So, um, so just to kind of close it out, um, uh, we won't keep you any longer. But I, I just wanted to ask if you had like one word, like truly one word advice, um, you know, for a new church planner, like somebody that's getting ready to launch or building their uh, their launch team and all that kind of stuff. Like if you had one word, just of encouragement or um, advice for them, like w- what would that be? 
Oh man. Um, the one, I mean, it's hard to put it in one word. But. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're here, here. We are tying a preacher up with Jeff, one word. Yeah. Jeff wrote the question. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, I of course I I want to sum it all up with love. Yeah, uh, that's great. That's, that's yeah. That's what that's what motivates you to do everything you do, and you know, surrounding you know out of out of love, I think flows risk and mm. faith, and you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. But I think. I think when you're motivated by love, you know, I mean, it's, it says, you know, the only thing that counts is really faith expressing itself in love. And so if, if, if you're not motivated by that, if you're not really motivated because, man, I just love God, I'm so grateful, I just love people because, man, I want them to be in heaven with me, mm-hmm. uh, it's just going to be a shallow, hollow kind of feeling. But when you're motivated by love and you really, really love love people, man, it's a... It's blast, really is. So I just—I guess that's the one word I'd use. Love. You did—you did perfect. I knew you could come through. <laughs> I knew you could come through. Like when you were, you know, the pastor here at, at my church in Lexington. That was so true for you then, and to know it's still true for you today. I just remember it. Love God, love people. That's what I picked up from from every Sunday, no matter what you talked about. That was always shining through. Was love and acceptance, and so. Uh, I was hoping you would pick the word love. Honestly, well done. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I thought too. I think Jeff that you know, uh, so many of us grew up with such a screwed up perspective of God, and you know, I, I for years, man, growing up in the Bible Belt, I thought God was just ticked at me. I thought He was disappointed. I thought He was even disgusted by me. And when I discovered that God is love, that He's not like love's not part of His character. It's not like He's kind of loving but he is love that that changed everything for me and so when you when you live your life you know knowing that god is love and he really does love you and that you're you know much treasured child of his and so every he loves everybody else he's like that dad the prodigal kid story where he's just waiting for people to come home and wrap them up and when you live with that kind of perspective it really does change not just what you would do in church world and ministry world it changes everything in your life yeah. so Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. And we, obviously you've been living that out for (laughs) how how many years? Maybe we shouldn't say. 103. (laughs) 103 today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You can still, well, you can't, well, it can't be me in golf anymore, but we'll. Yeah, that's right. uh, But no, we, we really appreciate you. I know you're renovating a house, so really appreciate you taking the time out to talk, talk with us. And um, it was awesome awesome advice and perspective. I know it's going to help a ton of church planners. So thanks. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thank you guys. This is a nice break and I'm going to go put a, uh, put cabinet knobs on the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Thanks bro. I appreciate <laughs> good it. Good luck. Love hey. having you. All right. All right. See you guys ya. have a good day. All right. All right bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. The church planners guide to the galaxy was produced by Drew bro, Jeremy Russell, and me, Jeff Presley. To make sure you catch every episode, search for The Church Planner's Guide to the Galaxy on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. We're always looking for ministry leaders to interview on the show. If there's someone you'd like to see us feature on The Church Planner's Guide to the Galaxy, let us know at podcast at causely.com. Again, you can email us at podcast at causely.com. That's cause, L-Y, dot com. We are a production of REACH, the number one outreach program for church planners. REACH helps churches reach more people through friend-to-friend referrals on Facebook. 
To learn more about Reach, head to causely.com forward slash reach, or just search for us on Facebook. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Church Planner's Guide to the Galaxy.